It's time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe Podcast, and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. I know that it has been a couple of weeks, but there's been some housekeeping, some scheduling, some uh, well, a little bit of everything as I'm trying to balance out uh, two different podcasts now. Uh, I told you guys a while back that uh, this might be an issue as there was some transitioning and things, but here we are. It's been uh, two weeks since our last episode and uh, it is on Thursday morning, as I told you guys, the new schedule uh, would be, uh, at least for now, things always change. But I think Thursday morning fits well for me. I'm off. I can have some coffee here. Oh, yeah. We got the pot here right next to me for refills, right? Got to have the refills. So uh, Thursday mornings, I think, is going to be the, the Get Home Safe podcast time. I can record it the morning, get it out right after. And um, I think it's a nice little segue into the weekend, right? Thursday's like Friday light for a lot of people. And although it's nice to have podcasts on the early parts of the week to get us through the week, Mondays and Tuesdays, I think Thursday morning kind of works. So we're going to do that for now. Uh, the Charge to Keep podcast is uh, going really, really well so far. A lot of great feedback. Um, that is going to now start airing on Sundays. Or, uh, well, if you listen on Mondays, because you know, NFL football's going on or whatever, uh, then then there you go. You can uh, listen whenever, at your leisure, if you will. But for now, the Charge to Keep uh, podcast will be moving to Sundays. And for now, the Get Home Safe podcast will air on Thursdays, right? Just trying to balance things out. I got FedEx schedules to keep, uh, packages to deliver. I got to uh, get out to the Real Hondo football practice after this here on this fine morning. Uh, so look for some interviews there. There will be content for the Charge to Keep podcast on Fridays at their football games, obviously, which uh, kick off uh, one week from tomorrow on August 26th. So hard to believe we are one week away from the season, basically. But a lot to talk about here on the Get Home Safe podcast. There will be guests on here occasionally, but we are a one-day-a-week format now on Thursday mornings only. It'll just be me. Uh, but occasionally I will try maybe once a month to bring someone on here and to do like those old Friday formats, right. To have a one-on-one -on -one with someone uh, I've talked to so many people already and it's not like I'm out of people, but it does get harder and harder to, uh, to find time when uh, basically I'm, I'm rolling sunrise till uh, well sunset some days and um, not looking for sympathy. It's just uh, the facts of life. So anyway, get home safe podcast. It's good to be back. I have a ton of topics to get to today. And sometimes when I get on a topic, I will ramble a little long. So I'm going to really try today to just hit a topic, say my piece, and move on because there's a lot of things that I want to get to. I, I can save them for next week if, if necessary. Um, but uh, but anyway, that's 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 just the schedule of events here. Uh, I've kind of moved on from the baseball terminology, the baseball rules thing, as we kind of move into football season here. Still a few weeks away from uh, from uh, all three. Uh, pro college and high school going at the same time, but we're one week away from high school or about a week, uh, two weeks away from um, college starting. And then uh, of course, three weeks away from the NFL season. So uh, it was a fun time chatting baseball with you guys. Uh, hopefully you guys learned a few things and maybe I'll do that again next summer as I go over rules or I go over baseball terminology, uh, some slang, if you will, some uh, baseball lingo. And I, I got some good feedback on that. So I will uh, do that again next summer, maybe starting uh, around Memorial Day and, and roll through uh, most of the summer with that. But uh, a few things to get to today, guys. Uh, first off, um, you know, I, I officiated at all levels. I officiated pro sports, college sports, high school sports, junior high sports, and youth sports. And there was a time in my life when I was doing all of them at the same time. And um, the one thing, uh, well, the one I would dread more than any, right. Would be, um, youth sports. And that's where I started, right. That's how I started at carry youth league, making $6 a game, thinking it was the greatest thing in the world, uh, going out there, working one man games. And it, it really built me into being able to do that stuff later on in life to, to reach high levels. Right. So, um, but I got to tell you this story, I haven't heard it 
many other places outside of uh, Jason Whitlock and his podcast, Fearless. It's also a, on the video form and on YouTube. Um, he's really hit hard on this story the past week, and it, it's a troubling story to me. Uh, for, for many of you, you guys have heard me talk about youth sports and the decay the past, I don't know, decade maybe. And 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 it's a big reason I'm such a proponent of CARE Youth League because CARE is still a place where, you know, uh, parents are, are not allowed to get out of control. You know, it's it's there's competition and, and winning, but um, it's all about building character of the young, uh, young, young boys and girls. And I think the organization does a good job of keeping parents under control, letting them know, hey, this is not life or death. Um, we're not going to have any incidents. Why? I've been around incident incident. How do you say it? incidences? on the field before I've witnessed it firsthand parents fighting um, kids looking around, you know, the kids, they want the kids to be adults. And the, and by doing that, the adults act like kids. And it, it's, it's been very, very sad to see the decay in youth sports. And there's no shock that we have a shortage of officials everywhere because who would want to go do that? Who would want to go out there and get screamed at for, I don't know, 10, 20 bucks. And kids are already hard enough to officiate. Sometimes, you know, they, they run the wrong direction, weird things happen, and you're trying to keep it all together. Uh, it, it's tough. I, I knew a major league baseball umpire uh, who he would go out in the off season and he'd work a few, not little league games, but like, I don't know, pony league games or something of that nature. He'd work a couple of them only because he, he, he said he would see the strangest things. You'd see the, the multiple, you know, two or three base runners on the same base. You'd see weird plays that you never thought of. You wouldn't see and it would prepare him mentally for, uh, you know, his, his seeing things in the major leagues. And so uh, I, I found value in it. Value, obviously, money-wise, too. I, yeah, I'll go, I'll go work a youth baseball game for 40 bucks. Why not? I'll go, I'll, go do a, I'll go do four or five basketball games, 25 bucks each. Oh, man, that's a five hours, $125 a day. Um, but it just began to war on, on me. And I had to break away from that stuff and just focus on my, my, uh, my higher calling, if you will. Um, but the reason I bring all this up is, is there was a tragedy in, in Texas over the weekend, and I haven't seen it much from ESPN. I've seen Jason Whitlock cover it in great detail. Um, it was at a youth football uh, game uh, in Texas. They play tackle football in August, uh, you know, nice and early uh, there in, in the great state of Texas. And there was a an altercation with parents fighting, you know, it's attacking a ref, and then the, the opposing parents and teams wanted to fight each other, and then Someone pulled a gun and ended up shooting and killing uh, another, a, a uh, one of the coaches for the opposing team. And I was just like, this is, this is the, the nightmare scenario that ha we've seen just get, it, it build up to, po to possibly something as bad as this. There's been fights in parking lots. There's been, you know, uh, fights on the field and games canceled and, and now we've had someone shot and killed. And what baffles me is this should be like news everywhere because of who it involves as well. This involved uh, a, a former NFL player, Akib Talib, who was uh, a played on the played on the Rams, who played on the Patriots, the Broncos, had a great great career in the NFL. Um, his brother. Was actually the one who pulled the trigger, and Akib Talib was involved in the alter altercation. Some witnesses have said he actually started the fight. It was a big, you know, he could have helped settle it all down, and he didn't. And so, Akib Talib is a Fox broadcaster. I think he's going to be on uh, Amazon uh, Prime for their NFL coverage. And I just, I haven't seen it anywhere. Maybe I'm not watching enough TV. I get alerts, ESPN, Fox Sports. I get all kinds of alerts and things. I, I haven't seen it hardly anywhere else. And I don't understand why. I mean, I would think even the the anti-gun crowd would be at the forefront of this. Oh my God, you know, we've seen someone pulled a gun at a youth sporting event and killed someone. We need change, you know. Not even someone from that standpoint has really made this a story and I'm bringing this up not to attack Akib Tlaib, although I do think he is at fault here from the, from the stories I've seen uh, and definitely his brother for pulling the trigger and killing someone at, especially at a youth sporting event. This, uh, you know, the, these, the people involved, all their nine, this is a nine-year-old football game, by the way, nine-year-old, not high school, not JV, not junior, nine-year-olds. 
and uh, were fighting and killing each other. So I want you guys to look up this story. And the, and the man's name who died was Mike Hickmon, H-I-C-M-O-N. M-O-N or M-A-N? Shouldn't I, I think it's M-O-N. You'll see it. Mike Hickmon, youth football game. And you can see video of uh, what happened. Mike Hickmon, uh, he, he had a down marker. He was swinging it and, and, and it looked like self-defense, in my opinion. Um, but he was kind of attacked by a mob of people and ultimately shot by Aqib Talib's brother. As Aqib Talib is standing right there next to him, uh, you know, participating in the altercation. So a lot of elements here. Youth sports, uh, guns, uh, former NFL player, current broadcaster. And maybe you guys haven't heard of this. And if you haven't, I really implore you, go look this up. Because it it it, it touches my heart being around youth sports as long as I was uh, in Care Youth League. And then also officiating all the local stuff. And I remember always having this sense of responsibility too. Yeah, it was nice making 40, 50 bucks a game or whatever it was. But I also looked around, I saw the kids and being like, man, if I'm not here to officiate the game, who it, who will be? You know, and, and you can always find somebody. But just thinking these kids need coaches, these kids need referees, these kids need snack bar attendants, they need the cheerleader coaches, they need all these things. And I've just seen such a decay in youth sports the past few years. It's been so troubling. And to see somebody murdered at a nine-year-old football game, what are we doing? What 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 in the world is going on? And I mean, can you can you try to imagine? I mean, you can't even imagine it. It's such a horrible thought. But anytime I've seen parents out of control, I think parents. I'm not a parent. I've said it a million times. Um, my friends have told me, "Oh, it's different when your kids playing." It's like, okay, I know my dad was crazy. He screamed a lot when we played. I, look, and I get it, but. The end of the day, we gotta we gotta look at the big big picture here. Like, this is youth sports. All right, no one's getting any contract at a nine year old football game. No one's getting a scholarship at a nine year old football game. And I think the coaches, there's just sense of pride sometimes. The wrong people are end up coaching and refereeing games because it gets so bad out there that the right people don't want to get out there and coach and volunteer and referee. So. For you people involved in youth sports, God bless you, but also keep it what it's supposed to be. Keep law and order. Don't let don't don't give an inch on anything, on anything getting at. Oh, they're just uh, you know, they're just being happy. They're just being uh, what's the, my favorite word? Passionate. Oh yes, they're passionate. Passion. Oh, he's just being passionate. Well, yeah, okay. That, that's like the the term used. That oh, oh, okay. You can do anything then. You're being passionate. No problem. So just keep an eye out. Parents, remember to be the adults in the room, please, on the field, in the, on the court, whatever. Let your kids have a good time. You want to you push your kids. You want them to be good, practice, practice hard. Fine, push them. Do everything you do in every, every other area of your life. But are you, you can help, help tutor them, right? You can help them with the musical instrument. But ultimately, let the music teacher do the job. Let the school teacher do the job, right? You obviously, if they're teaching them something wrong, hey, that's a that's a different story. You as a parent should step up. But I've seen too many uh, adults act like children at youth sporting events, and it's ruined youth sports. There's still some good good things out there. Plenty of good people. You know, I you, you hate to paint a one big broad uh, brushstroke, right? But uh, you know, not all, not all that parents are bad, right? Not all, not all cops are bad. Not all, not all anything's bad, but we gotta work on, uh, the bad eggs in youth sports and why this isn't a bigger story. I, I don't know, but please look it up. I'm not saying to get on there and just to bad, bad mouth, Aqib Tlaib, uh, you know, he was a former NFL guy. I, he, I loved him when he was on the Rams, of course. Uh, but he seems to be totally in the wrong here and, uh, to be amongst, what happened. And this whole entire situation is just awful. Nine-year-old kids witnessed one of their coaches shot and killed. So I hate to start the show off on this, but it, it's rather important to me. It was the biggest news really in, in sports going on. And it touches me just because it's such a, such a devastating thing to youth sports. Now, how many kids, I mean, I heard one of the coaches interviewed and talked about this. He says, what's this going to do to the kids? 
Now, every time they see, see, uh, you know, people running or, or, or start to fight and they think gunshots are going to ring out now, since that's how we settle things at youth sporting events. So anyway, please look this up. Mike Hickman, rest in peace. Look up the story. You formulate your own decisions. Why the news media is not making a bigger deal about this. Um, even someone like the anti-gunners, right, that have been so adamant about guns, guns this, guns that. How come they're not involved in this story? I don't, I don't really want them to be at the forefront and say, oh, guns are evil and this. I don't want them to do that. I'm just curious why they're not. They pick and choose kind of their outrage, if you will. It's just a, 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 a perception from me, an example from me on the selective outrage that we see sometimes from these various groups. Okay, I will move on to something a little less serious, but there'll be some other serious topics here on the podcast. So I'm going to try to bounce around here. Um, you know, we're talking about binging shows, and I have a long list of shows. And I'm sitting there. We knocked out Peaky Blinders uh, not too long ago. We were on to uh, The Flight Attendant Season 2. But I was looking at my list of shows here that I have mapped out. And I was like, man, how am I going to tackle these? Which ones do I hit first? And it hit me. And maybe this isn't a great financial plan. But I was like, well, you know what? I think you treat this like you treat your your list of shows like you would maybe some credit card debt. Maybe have two or three credit cards. And yeah, okay, I know I know nothing about finances, okay? I just know how to survive, basically. But some would say, oh, you tackle the highest interest rate first. You knock that one out. Well, what's worked for me and my decent credit is uh, any bills I have, I try to knock the smallest one out first because, boom, it's paid off and it's done with. Uh, then you could tackle the bigger one a little, little more fiercely, right? And anytime you pay something off, it's 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 cool. It's a good feeling. So uh, that was my game plan with shows. Look at it. Look at the look at the amount of episodes. Look at the season lengths. Okay, boom. This one is ten episodes a season. Only two seasons. Let's tackle that one right now. Boom. That one's done. Then we're then we're off to you. Get some momentum is what I'm saying. Sometimes in life you need momentum. And when you're binging shows. Who's got time to sit, you know, sometimes you, you, how do you, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Right. But uh, if you're going to eat uh, a squirrel, I don't eat elephants or squirrels, but, but the point is get it done. Move on to the next thing, the next task, right? Next play, next play. At least that's my thought. Anyway, I don't know if that made any sense to you guys. It was just a random thought I had and I was something I wanted to share with you guys on the podcast. Pizza math. Okay. This is something. I'm very passionate about, um, you know, Yogi Berra. Hey, Yogi, you want your pizza cut into eight slices or six? Ah, I'm not that hungry. Make it six. Okay. Very, very funny. But uh, slice count matters. It, it, it does, especially when you you have uh, guests or you're around, you know, you're buying pizza for friends or, you know, um, I'm an overbuyer. I would much rather have extra slices that we can refrigerate and eat the next day than to have everyone kind of i wish i had one more slice you know what i mean and four people okay let's get two pizzas three people <sighs> tough call on the pizza math you can get a big one i'm talking about your standard okay we'll say large extra some people have extra large but a large pizza i don't know what is it gonna be? 12, 12 let's say 12 slices okay let's see that's uh, uh fourth grade math four times three okay so maybe four slices each you do the pizza math. Then you throw in genders. Maybe young ladies don't eat as much as uh, us men. So there's that fact. I mean, this is like E equals MC squared sometimes. You only, you, you had two slices? What are you, an animal? What are you, a savage? And then on the flip side, okay, four slices, two servings of two slices. Okay, that's pretty, pretty full right there. But man, if you go, if you're a dude and you go for that fifth slice, that fifth slice is like, you're a monster. Like, you could feel the wrath of people, like, looking at you. And even if people aren't looking at you, you feel it internally. That conscience, right? And your conscience is somewhere near your stomach, I found. Because you're like, eh, I shouldn't have this extra slice. Fifth slice, right? But two slices, what's that? What is that, an appetizer? Three, okay, that's probably enough, Matt. Four is like, 
well, I just wanted a prime number or uh, not a prime number. That would be three. I just wanted a nice even number. Four. Four quarters, right? It just makes sense. And, you know, when you're, when you're dieting, you're watching your weight, uh, you shouldn't be ordering pizza anyway. And God forbid they give you the uh, the personal pizza like at uh, California Pizza Kitchen or uh, I don't go there. Where do I go? Blaze. Blaze Pizza where it's the round pizza. They cut it up into, say, I don't know, but a nice round pizza like the little one. You're like, I can eat all this. I probably shouldn't eat all this. I should save a few slices, but I'm going to eat all of it. Pizza math. It's a real thing. I don't know why we didn't take that in school. We went general math, algebra, pre-algebra, algebra two, calculus, geometry. Why did we never discuss pizza math? It could have been a quick class. Maybe a week long. And just like my theory on uh, television shows, we could have knocked that one out first. I think society might be uh, a little nicer, might be a little more cordial had we learned better pizza math etiquette. Uh, my, my favorite is when you have like, I don't know, 10 people. And it's like, oh, okay, I will get some pizzas. And whoever does orders like two pizzas, it's like, Two pizzas for 10 people? I mean, they better be monster the size of this table pizzas. Mike's gentle, double the jumbo, extra large, whatever. Ordering pizza, you should always, pizza, you need to look at pizza ordering like it should, it should feed you and your family for the next three days. When you order pizza, it needs to be okay, we are living off this for the next three days. And if we don't have extra, we're not going to eat the next three days. So plan accordingly, ration it out. And maybe someone would say, well, Matt, well, don't have five pizza slices. Look, I, I understand. And there's a time and a place. Sometimes, you know what? You know where two pizza slices works really well? That like after dinner meal. You eat dinner around six, around nine o'clock. You're kind of like watching Sports Center. You're like, I could go for, do we got anything in that fridge? <gasps> we got pizza. Oh, but it's late. I can't have. Okay, well, it's, it's like, oh, okay. Two slices, two slices, and you go in there, and right there's the big ones and the small ones. You always grab the two big ones. You're just like, yeah, what's that? That, that small piece. That's that's for like that. That's like two and a half slice. I'm not saying these are good practices. I'm just being honest with you guys. Pizza math, pizza algebra, whatever. It, it it's important. For us to know these equations. So two slices. I've seen young ladies eat two slices. That's probably how they stay much thinner than us men. Uh, But, you know, we usually have four or five for the the main course. And then hours later down the road, maybe at midnight or dare I say uh, the morning at some time. Those two slices will creep into your life and be like, man, I've had. Nine pieces of pizza in the last 12 hours. It's not pretty, but the first part of uh, of recovery is is admitting that you have a problem. And sometimes it's not a problem. It's just simple courtesy. You order pizza, order a lot, will you? Because never in the history of the world, since Alexander the Great, since uh, before uh, Christ came, uh, and probably around the time of the Egyptians the Egyptians, the Israelites in Egypt. When they were fleeing Israel and they had a pizza party, do you think they, they ordered a couple of uh, a couple of boxes? No. They were, they just the 10 plagues had just happened. They witnessed all that. They were celebrating God uh, freeing them from their bondage. I bet you they didn't have a shortage of pizza. They ordered a lot probably to take with them on the road. Road road trips, another thing. Your pizza the night before a road trip, you pack that up, boom, perfect food to travel with. I'm not being sacrilegious here. I'm just formulating ideas and, and thoughts and, and giving you guys some imagery. Order extra pizza, okay? I know dollars are tight these days, but I don't want to live in a world where we have to ration out pizza slices. And, and, uh, and, and yes, I have occasionally done the sneak slice too, where, oh, I'm going to go get uh, two more. And you have one in the kitchen while you're walking. <laughs> so they don't see you. You end up eating five, but no, I only had four pieces. Okay, enough pizza math. Summertime, supposed to be happy, enjoying time with, with each other. And uh, I'll move on from that. Okay, you know what I think should be outlawed? This, we need an amendment for this. 
I, I don't understand it. Uh, I think it has damaged lives. It has made us more lazy. And that is the snooze alarm. Who on earth came up with the snooze alarm? There was a time in my life where, where I uh, I did it quite a bit. I use, utilized it. I'm not proud of it. A lot of my teenage years. But the snooze alarm, it makes you late. It makes you lazy. And 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 what what is with this five ten minutes of sleep? Do you think you really get five or ten minutes of sleep? It's not even a snooze. You barely close your eyes and it goes back off again. And what do you do? You hit snooze alarm again. We need to ban the snooze alarm. It makes people late, and then they rush, and then there's accidents. Let, let's let's tie it together. Let's let's see what the result is here. I do set multiple alarms, but I set an alarm. For 45 minute whatever before I have to leave and then I sent an emergency alarm for about the time I have to leave so it obviously reminds me hey get out the door but in a worst case scenario it'll also give me like oh I missed my first alarm which I don't miss alarms but um, it, it would enable me to be like oh I have five minutes to <laughs> throw everything together and leave it's an emergency alarm. Plus, I set alarms throughout my day as like reminders to do something. But what I have gotten away from is the snooze alarm. And I know people. I won't go into details, but I know people who are big snooze alarm people. And to me, that is like a multi-round, uh, multi-magazine uh, alarm. Why, why have two or three alarms to get up one time? I don't understand it. And once you're once once you hear that alarm, I I can't go back to sleep even for five minutes. You lay there, okay, look at my phone, whatever. But time is of the essence, people. Snooze alarms? What are we doing? What? You know what they should be called is woke alarms. That'd be hilarious. Because you're like up, but you're not really getting anything done. Okay, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You're, it's it's loud, but there's there's a bit here. There's a bit here. Instead of snooze, we'll call it woke because you're waking up, haha. And then, but you don't really get anything done. It's a short frame. It's like loud for a second, and then you do nothing. And that, I think we changed the name from snooze to woke. That'd be funny, at least in my world. So anyway, ban them. Ban them all. No snooze alarms. No snooze alarms at all. Let's we make it illegal. If we make things illegal, they won't happen, right? If we've learned anything, make things illegal, they will magically go away. This multi-round capacity capacity round alarm uh, it needs to go away because if you just keep hearing the snooze, you keep hitting it, keep hitting it, you feel like you're doing something, but you're not doing anything. You're you're shortening your day by doing this. Get up, wake up, literally. Okay, on to something else. Um, I heard this the other day, above normal temperatures, above normal temperatures. We need to check our AC and make sure above normal temperatures. It's a hundred degrees. It's August. Oh, this has never happened before. I've told you guys before language is everything. Language is everything. You can <laughs> above normal temperatures. That sounds catastrophic. I'm sorry. I just wrote it down. I found it hilarious. What does that mean? Oh, it's 103 today instead of 102? These people that are, I, I tell you, I don't like being hot. I, I, I hate being hot. But these people that are like, I can't believe how hot it is. How come no one gives me water? Well, you give yourself water. What is wrong with you? Have you never been in August before? Is this your first time? Do we need to have a ceremony for you? Do we need to maybe give you a prize? Survivor of August. <laughs> and I know it's 110, 120 in Arizona and, and Nevada and stuff. But Californians, this is people I'm around. Man, we're soft. Oh, it's so hot. Yeah, it's August. If it was, if it was hot in December, okay, then you could say something. And I've said this before, but still, it's just like, <laughs> I heard that. Above normal temperatures. What is <laughs> everything has got to be doomsday and awful stop it what are we doing we just we have to stop this 
<laughs> oh, I just chuckle. All right, I covered that. You know who got to prime time finally? Uh, and and it kind of means something. The Detroit Lions. They're on Hard Knocks on HBO. Uh, I remember seeing the Lions on like Monday Night Football once last year. I was like, why are they on Monday Night Football? And they don't have any primetime games this year. Thank goodness. But I was just like, okay, HBO, good. That's where they should be. That's where they should start. And I feel for the Detroit sit for Motor City, the Detroit Lions and everything. But uh, I found that funny. Like the Lions are off of primetime. Oh, let's give them the HBO uh, miniseries. And I know they just rotate around and stuff, but uh, I found that rather funny as well. Uh, so good good for the Lions. I've watched two episodes. God, I love Hard Knocks. It's great stuff. It's not much goes on. Excuse me. Whoa. Coffee this morning. Where'd that come from? I need more of this stuff. I've been talking to you guys. I haven't had my... Uh... Mm. Another term I love. Uh, underrepresented group. Underrepresented what does that mean? You have to, when you see these words, you have to like, don't just accept verbiage. You have to think of that as an underrepresented group. Well, I think five foot six, uh, overweight white dudes are an underrepresented group in the NBA. I don't, how come I don't get it? Maybe some people aren't either good enough at, at something or they're not interested. Like what's what's an example? Um, can't say that. Can't say that. What I mean is, you know, say say for instance, here's an example: women in uh, sports. You see a lot of sideline reporters or uh, women broadcasters, right? And you could say, well, they were an underrepresented group. Well, maybe in theory, there weren't that many women who were interested in doing that job. Now. There, there actually are a lot of women interested in doing that job. So maybe that's not a great example, but, and maybe there was prejudice and stuff before, but it's 2022. Like if you, here's my thought. <laughs> here's my thought. If you really wanted to be prejudiced, let's say you're the worst sexist, racist, you're the worst. Per- you realize how like hard it would be in today's world. You, you, you can't, you really, and, and I, I don't, I don't support any of those ideas just to be clear. And you realize how like hard it would be to be an actual bad. Okay, and there's yes, there's there's bad things in this world. There's murderers. There's there's all kinds of bad things. We we're not a we're not a murdering country just because there's murderers in it. Okay, but like <laughs> 2022, I understand people could get away with things in like the 90s or even a couple of years ago, but not in today's world. You you, you can't be prejudiced to uh, a group of people like it. It's I'm not saying it's impossible, but it'd be really hard to get away with, with all the technology and all the paper, the paper trails and like all the, the equity movements and things. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm just saying it's not uh, an existential threat, I guess. Like It's an underrepresented group. Maybe some groups are not interested in certain jobs, you know? Um, we'll, we'll do the... I don't mean to do this, but we'll do the, the women thing in the military. We need more women in the military. I have no issue with women in the military. I think it's great if you want to serve and you can you can uh, uh, fulfill all the requirements and everything. Anybody, man, man, woman, what you know, whatever. But this idea that we need more of a group of a like, I don't understand that. Maybe there's not there's more. There's clearly more men interested in serving in the military than women. Okay. And uh, I know women in the military. God bless them. I know women police officers. I know, like, I know any group, any group, whatever. Like, I guess I just don't <laughs> underrepresented group. We, we, we try to like, we're trying to make everything exactly the same. You need the exact amount. Can you imagine if if NFL teams were run this way? We need exactly the 53-man roster. So we'll round it down and call it 50. Can you imagine if NFL teams said, we need one player from every state? Exactly one. One from California, one from South Dakota, one from Alaska, one from Maine. Equity. We need one player from every state. We cannot. Uh, uh, what's a what's a really 
state. We have an under New Hampshire is an underrepresented group in the NFL. We need people from New Hampshire. Equity. This is can you imagine how great that football team would be? Woo-wee! Move over, Super Bowl champion LA Rams. We got team equity on the way. That's how ridiculous a lot of this stuff is. Okay. Uh, one more time. You have to, in, in today's world, you have to like declare and post a square and say, I am against all these. I am against any uh discrimination of any kind, prejudice, whatever you want to however you want to phrase it. I'm against all those things. I just, but I do not think that people should be pushed to the front of the line. Uh, because they're underrepresented. And if so, maybe speak out and make sure your local team has the appropriate amount of people from each state for equal representation. I think that would be uh, very consistent of you. Okay, what else can we do? What else can we talk about? I'm moving on here, bouncing around, bouncing around. Um, Let me see. Oh, you know what? I don't have any tattoos. All right, I thought about this the other day. And, you know, you tattoos, hey, if you want them, do your thing, whatever. They're they're not for me. My favorite story was when my my brother got a tattoo, and and my dad told me a few days after he goes, "Congratulations!" I go, "What? What are you talking about?" He goes, "I saw your brother's tattoo. Your inheritance just doubled." <laughs> and, and my brother, my brother had a nice tattoo. Uh, it says uh, our, our mother's maiden name uh, on there, and and the the day she passed. But so it's a nice tribute to her. And, and I've seen some cool tattoos. I'm nothing against them. I mean. I, Anything from like the neck up is kind of odd to me or like the sleeves and stuff. But like a lot of military guys get tattoos, police officers, cool, whatever. Uh, they're not for me. I don't I don't like, you know, I don't want to get uh, stuck, w- whatever, with the needle and, oh, but I'll look cooler. I, you know, I'll look real. No, 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 no. Any, anything on this body, probably not looking that great. So my thought was, I was like, I don't need a tattoo. You know what? You know what the old school, ta- you know what tattoos used to be? Or scars, and I got all kinds of scars. Let me tell you, scars. Uh, my, my, my knee, my uh, my my thigh here. Even got a scar on my tongue, man. I got all kinds of scars, and scars were like those not free tattoos. Scars were like earned. That's an earned tattoo. You didn't go pay for a tattoo for some marking on your body. Now I earned this one. See this? I earned this. I didn't just have someone write it on me because oh, that, a skull that'll look cool. No, no, no. See this big gash on my leg. I got a story behind it and I earned it. So to me, scars are tattoos that were earned, not paid for. What do you think? Am I wrong? Maybe you're a tattoo guy. Maybe you're not a tattoo guy, but that's just, those are my thoughts. Look around. It's like, do you have any, do you have any tattoos? No, but I got like four or five sweet scars. You want to see them? To me, those make more sense. A lot more sense. How'd you get this one? Oh, skateboarding accident. What about this one? Oh, bike accident. What about that? Oh, I was just bit down playing on a cart as a kid, busting my tongue open. Oh, tell me the story about, because everyone's like, oh, tell me, this. that's how I got this. Everyone's like, oh, tell me the story of that tattoo. I'm like, story? They they went to the tattoo guy and said, paint this on me. There's no story. Well, what does it mean? What is the symbolism? The, the deepness? I know it's art, artistic and everything, but to me, Scars mean more. And if you don't have any, maybe you haven't lived. Maybe you need to live a little more. And maybe that's why tattoos are so like attracted to people. It's like, yeah, man, look, look how cool. Look how cool. I'm not saying all of you, don't come beat me up. Take it easy, Dodger fans. I know there's a lot of you with the tattoos. Tattoos, I'm not discriminating. Not discriminating. Love Dodger fans. Most of you. Uh, Anyway, tattoos, man, versus uh, scars to me. Scars are earned. Go earn some. You haven't earned any? Maybe, maybe, maybe play outside a little more as a kid. Maybe stop. You can't get scars playing video games, to my knowledge. Maybe you can get a, a thumb in, thumb injury. I don't know. I told you guys it'd be all over the place today. All right, I'm gonna go into something today. Uh, because I don't want to ramble too much longer, but I do want to cover this. Something that an experience I had. And my question to everyone is this. I've talked about COVID. I know everyone's probably tired of hearing this, but work with me here. Work with me, people. If you are the most COVID uh, religious, Fauci worshiping, triple masking, terrified, uh, abundance of caution, uh, freak, freak, whatever out there, 
if you're that person, my only question is this. At what point does this end? At what is is your are the thoughts of these scientists and people who've been wrong about most things, by the way, and have yet I have yet to see an apology. Not for being wrong. No, no, no. If you were wrong about something, hey, mistakes can happen. What pisses me off is the the absolute censorship we've seen from anyone who disagreed with the scientific narrative. There's still posts. You post something on Facebook. There's still, oh, this is COVID uh, misinformation. Are you sure you want to post this? There's still warnings and things of things that are said now that are true. They're still holding on to this stuff. Masks and vaccines. And look at you believe in all those things? Fine. But they fired people from jobs for not taking a vaccine that does not work. We'll take a third shot. Take a fourth shot. One shot, two shot, three shot. Oh. Where, where does it end? D- does it never end? I don't know where else, who else has these mask policies and things and then, you know, vax requirements. But if, here's the timeline of events, by the way. Wear a mask. It'll help slow the spread. Stay six feet apart. Okay, take a vaccine. We did it. We found it. It'll, It'll stop the spread. You can't transmit it. Okay, okay, yes, you can. You can still get it. With a, but you can't transmit it. Okay, well, you you can get it, but you can't transmit. You can transmit. Okay, well, actually, no. Well, now, okay, well, if you get it, it'll just, it'll, it's good. It won't be as bad. We've gone just down the line. We changed, moved the goalpost multiple times. People like me, oh, Matt, you're anti How dare you not comply? Why comply? I don't. Why? Why do you need? Th- you you don't need this. If you're 90 and you're or you're unhealthy or okay, sure. Yeah, probably good to. Better safe than sorry. Get home safe. But been wrong about everything, and and it's not so much the apologies that aren't out there for the people that were dead wrong and that were manipulating you. Telling you, oh, this will never, it's 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 not something we are forced to live with. They're now saying all the talking points that all the people they censored were saying. This is just something we're going to have to live with. Who was saying that a year and a half, two years ago? All the evil right-wing people that you censored. All the scientists you didn't agree with. Is the vaccine really going to work? Oh my, how could you say that? We're going to censor you. Are there any apologies for censoring uh, someone like Alex Berenson? Look him up. He's been right about everything, and the, and Twitter blocked Twitter blocked him. Um, he, he, anybody who mentions it, he was censored. And you got to ask yourself, why did they do all this? Was it for safety? I don't think so. They had a narrative. CDC, the the, the WHO, uh, whoever, whoever you want to say, all in cahoots. Do you know how much money Pfizer has made from all this stuff? Uh, billions. This is all about control and money. And by fooling people into thinking, I think that the reaction to the virus has been so much worse than the virus itself. But Matt, people have, people have never died before. Never. Never in the history of the world. Um, I gotta tell you guys about an experience I had. So, this is a while ago. And uh, again, I've been off the air for a while, but I went, went to the hospital, not for me, for a loved one. And the hoops that you have to jump around were hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. I'm sitting there going, this is a hospital. This is this is real world. This is where people are like saved and fixed. First of all, you're, you're treated like second-class citizen. If you're vaccinated over here, unvaccinated. So 
let me get this straight. Vaccine is so good and masks are so good and uh, testing is so good that you have to do all three of these? This is a hospital. You had to proof of vaccination, wear a mask the whole time, and take a test before you went in. And maybe some of you have dealt with this stuff uh, the past few years, and I'm just, I'm not in hospitals that often. Um, <laughs> I'm going, wait a minute. And I know these people are just doing their job. I understand all that. But if you were, if you take, no, you didn't have to take a test if you were vaccinated. Just had to say, hey, is your temperature okay? But if you weren't vaccinated, ooh, over here, get in this line. Wait, 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 you got to wait longer. So you take your test, got to wear a mask, and uh, just jumping through hoops one th- thing after another. I'm like, didn't everyone just test negative down here? Test negative before they went up upstairs into rooms, and now we have to still wear a mask? I would think maybe one or the other. So <laughs> I'm just going, what are we doing here? So. I bring this up because I was sitting there and there was this Hispanic man sitting, minding his own business and uh, I don't know, reading a book or he was, he was definitely waiting for someone. And and you could tell most like most other people in there, he was waiting for some, he was worried about a loved one and he had his mask off and he had already got, taken the test, worn his mask to get through. And now he's up in the waiting room area and he's sitting there minding his own business, distanced away from everyone. And this white lady this just just a, you could i could i don't like to stereotype but some look at it part of my job part of, when i drive you drive uber or you're meeting people every day you have i won't say stereotype but just impressions first impressions right that's a better word and my impression from this lady when she sat down is i was like Okay, she was doing her work on her computer, and I could, you just you could, there was a vibe about her that I was like, "There's something I don't like here." Didn't know what it was, but she, I see her. She sits for five ten minutes. She jumps up and like runs to the front desk and tells the nurses about the guy sitting there not wearing a mask. And I feel ashamed that I didn't rip my mask off and just be like, "This is ridiculous," but I was there to see a loved one and. I wanted to see the loved one. So I was kind of put in a situation I didn't like, didn't want to support. Um, I don't go to hospitals often, but I uh, shamefully was, I stayed, I stayed masked. And anyway, this poor guy, he wasn't wearing a mask. Like I said, Hispanic guy, pretty uh, little racial discrimination maybe from there, the, the little white lady who was, uh, I was like, you're wearing a mask. What are you terrified about? So that, sir, we need you to wear a mask up here. What? And he, poor guy. And and in broken English, he's saying, I took the test downstairs. What? I, I'm, I'm fine. I'm okay. Like, there's nothing wrong. I felt so bad for him. Then there was another guy who walked in. He didn't have, he was like, um, physically, he, his arms, he, they worked, but they were really slow and he was moving really slow. And, and they were like militant on him. Sir, you need to wear your mask. And he was just I'm trying. It's hard for me to put it on. Can someone help? And he needed assistance to get it on. And I'm just like, why are we treating people this way? That white lady, that little, uh, can I say the term Karen? Uh, I'll make up another term. Uh, It's reminding me of, uh, uh, I don't know, some Hollywood producer lady. I don't know. Like, are you that terrified? Are you that scared? What what is wrong with you? The, I'm still saying the reaction to all this is and then right downstairs, I mean literally downstairs there's a cafeteria where people who anybody can go and obviously everyone's down there eating and has their masks off and, and are walking around. So, so literally right downstairs. If it was that dangerous and that terrifying and that deadly, there wouldn't be a cafeteria right downstairs full of people. Who are not wearing masks. So that was my experience with that. And I'm just like, it went from just wear a mask to just get a shot to now wear a mask and to and have a shot and take a test 
And I'm just like, it's not, it's never going to end. Do you guys, this is my question, which I started this rant with is when does it end? Is this something you expect everyone to do the rest of their lives? It's been two and a half years. Maybe this is now just an illness, a virus that is, uh, we're forced to deal with, forced to live with. You live a healthy life and protect yourself. Don't do stupid things. Don't sneeze in your hands and wipe it all over places. I mean, don't do stupid, but like everything you've tried hasn't worked. Maybe it's just something you just got to live with. Well, Matt, what about my great aunt and my, my, my grandmother? Okay. Hey, I don't have any grandparents. You know what happened to all of them? They all died in their eighties. You know, my mom gone in her fifties. So don't try to tell me about, oh, well, you don't know what it's like to lose anybody. How can, how dare you? No, I, I do know very, very, very well. So I'm not saying line people up and get rid of them by any means, but this is something we have to, we have to live with. And most of the country is, uh, has moved on from it all. And my, and I think the people that are over it, they're over it. But my question to the people clinging, clinging to the COVID gods, what is your end game? When, when does it end or does it ever end? Do you expect the world to live in mass the rest of our lives to take fake scenes uh, forever? Yeah. 20 shots. Is this how we're supposed to live forever? I, I choose not to. So I, I choose not to live in that fear and, I just my question is to you is when does it end? This all ends when we say it does. And I think that's a big reason why LA County didn't go back to mass uh, a couple of weeks ago when they said they were going to was um they they knew an uproar was coming. And cities like Long Beach, Pasadena were at the forefront and said, "No, we're not doing that again." So, this all ends when we say it does. I think most people are ready to just live their lives. And I'm still seeing, oh, masking of kids in schools or vax requirements for this and that. I'm just like, let it go. Let it go. Wake up. Live your life. And I, and I, I want to be the guy that says, if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. Go ahead. But then I see people. I'm, I just, I'm like, you know, I, I shouldn't, but I do. I'm just like, what are you doing? But if you want to do that, go right ahead. But all these requirements and, Matt, you're a denier. How could you? Why would you? Whatever. Uh, this ends when we say it does. It ends when you say it does. Not when uh, another variant is coming. What is it called? The midterms variant? I think I've heard. The midterm variant. It, it should be coming here uh, very, very quickly and, and get us some more uh, mail-in mail -in ballots. Let's do that again. That that, that seems great. Um, don't be scared, please. Many of you have had COVID. Guess what? You're fine. Some of you, maybe it was a struggle. Back to my point. We're so, I mean, everything now. It's hot out. Yeah. So deal with it. I can complain about gas prices and the cost of this and cost of that all I want. And I will continue to do that on here. But ultimately, you know what I got to do? I got to deal with it. I got to live with it. It's not fun. It's not something I want to do. But man. Man up, people. Oh, sorry. Human up. Human up. Enough is enough. I mean, <laughs> experiences. Um, oh, and that same lady. What is it about people answering phone calls in front of people? What What is going on? This is a true pandemic. Why do people think they can answer a phone call in front of other people? Why is that a thing? Go outside. Go in the hallway. Why do people answer their phone in front of a group of people? Why do they do this? I, I you don't feel this. You don't have that gene. Like I don't want anyone listening to my conversation anyway. And I also don't want to be talking and have people have to deal with my noise. Like, what is that? How did that become a thing? I'm going to step outside and take this. Remember when we used to do that? Oh, stop answering your phone in front of people. If you're outside in a, in a setting where people you're spread out, that's fine. But if you're in a room, a waiting room, um, 
you're in an Uber car. I don't care. Do your thing. I mean, it's kind of annoying when I'm driving, but on an airplane. Ooh, that's, a, that's another one. These people just talking. Yeah. And they're talking loud, of course. <laughs> I'm not for, I'm not in favor of just assaulting people, but man alive. Don't tell me there's not a reason to sometimes. Don't tell me there's not a reason. Um, let me see. The hospital, the vax, the mask. When does it end? None of this works. I agree. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Final thing I'll get to today. I told you guys I bounce around quite a bit. Um, this is something I I just do not understand. <laughs> I It hit me the other day, and I can't wrap my mind around this, why this is a thing. Again, that should be basically a segment on the show. Why is this a thing? Um, and, and, and again... I'm always learning about the female uh, mind. I grew up with a a brother. Uh, Most of my friends are males and uh, my mom, you know, God bless her. She's been gone a long time. Uh, I got a girlfriend. I got a couple of uh, female friends, but I don't. (laughs) Why do women refer to their friends as girlfriends? Why? Aren't don't most of us assume I would say, even if you have some guy friends, most of your friends are probably female. Why do women refer? Oh yeah, me and my girlfriends, we're going to do this. Why? Why? And I'm even getting like in a in a weird, you know, why why that term is weird. I'm gonna say why why is why is that a thing? Me and my girlfriends. Yeah, you could just say friends. To me, that's over like <laughs> that's over. Overdoing of the whole vocabulary thing. Why do you have to say girlfriends? No guy would ever say. Yeah, I mean, most g- girls say girlfriends and guys say buddies. Yeah, me and my buddies. Oh, my buddy this, my buddy that. But I heard, oh, I know my girlfriend in uh, in Texas. And in today's world, everyone's like, girlfriend? What are you talking about? Uh, no, just kidding. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to go there down that route the whole girlfriend term, but like, why do women say that? I can't, I can't understand it. I'm asking the females out there. Why do you, 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 maybe you don't. Why do you refer to your friends as girlfriends? Is it friend is not a good enough title? Me and my girlfriends. Why don't you just call them bridesmaids? That's what, I don't know. The close ones are supposed to be, I guess. But guys are so much like, Women throw that term, oh, my girlfriends. And it's like, it's to be more fancy or to like be more detailed. I don't know. I mean, even guys who have friends who are females, we don't say, oh, man, me and my girlfriend, because girlfriend is a, a partner term, right? And guys would never say, oh, me and my boyfriends, my guy friends. Even guy friends. I mean, my guy friends. It's usually me and my buddies. And even a buddy, I hate the term buddy as like a uh, directive term. Like someone I don't know. Hey, buddy. Hey, I don't know you, pal. Friend. <laughs> don't call me buddy. But if 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 a friend goes like, oh, that's my buddy, Matt. Oh, man, that's, yeah. Now we're talking. That's cool. But why do girls call their Friends, girlfriends. Am I am I crazy? Am I a lunatic? Is it maybe they have friends and then their girlfriends are like they're really good friends? And the, don't get me started on oh bestie. Oh, this is my bestie. Val one time she goes, Oh, is so and so your bestie? I go, I don't have besties. I just thought of a term, but I won't say it on podcasts. Try to keep this PG 13. I, I I'm a male. I don't have a bestie. No. No, I don't. Oh, we're besties. What? What are you, in seventh grade? Why do women refer to their friends as girlfriends? I can't figure this out. Term of endearment. I get it. But then, you know, maybe it's so that women can, oh, gee, I don't know. It's a pecking order always, right? With the ladies, I think. Maybe. I don't know. I'm no expert. Just living life here. So it's interesting. 
think of the I'm all about the details, details and the terminology. Words matter. Definitions matter. And so I'm always think, where did that start? My mom used to say it. My other relatives would say it. My friends would say it. But even a guy would be, oh yeah, I have a female. Like guy, guys are fu- guys who do have uh, female friends. Girls will say, oh yeah, I have a guy friend, meaning not a, not a, in a you know relationship related. But when a guy has to explain that he's like a, has a female friend, it's really funny. It's like this. This uh, verbal alphabet, like, can't quite know what to say. Yeah, I have a, a, a female, not a girl, a uh, female friend who uh, who I work with, who we really get along. Or, you, or I have I have a friend, a, a woman friend. Like, it just sounds weird. And th- and honestly, a lot of men don't have female friends. Maybe maybe there's a few exceptions. I think probably this doesn't make sense as much, but probably women have more male friends than men have female friends. I think, I don't know if that makes sense at all, but I would say that's probably in general. And I'm not talking about like wives of a friend or, uh, you know, girlfriends of a, a, a cousin or something like people you're kind of around because you're around someone else. I'm talking about true, like coworkers or uh, friends from when you grew up, they exist. They absolutely exist. I think it's, it's great to have friends of the opposite sex because you get good perspective, you get advice, um, learn what to do, what not to do. And uh, sometimes they can, they can help you out quite a bit. I think it, it, it is shocking to women, like how simple we are and our mind. Uh, I get asked all the time, what's on your mind? I'm like, nothing, nothing, literally. Or I'll be like, yeah, the Rams secondary. And she'll just roll her eyes. I'm just like, well, you asked. What do you, <laughs> why do you think I'm in some deep thought right now? I'm thinking about a cup of coffee and uh, the Rams special teams. Like, that's what I'm thinking about. That's probably the, uh, <laughs> it's probably, that's probably the most clean thing I'm thinking about, which is a pure thing, whatever you want to say. You know, the, the male mind, it's very simple. And there's a lot of bad corners. It's, it's a round mind. It's a round head, but there's some dark corners in there that we need to try to avoid because uh, we, yeah, the male mind, who it's good to think about good things. And and if not good things, just things that don't matter that much. Like, uh, like I said, uh, coffee or, or, uh, oh, the, that ESPN documentary or whatever. Like we're not that, I mean, we, for, we, we call our friends buddy for, for goodness sake. We don't call our friends girlfriend. You guys are playing a totally different game, totally different league. And I can't figure it out. I'm not going to try to figure it out because unlike women, I don't care. I don't care that much except when I'm on the podcast. And I need something to talk about and to get you guys riled up here on the Get Home Safe podcast. Okay, we're at an hour or just about. I've hit it all today. I told you about a youth uh, youth sports tragedy. Talked about uh, COVID never ending. I've talked about uh, women in their terms versus uh, men in their terms. It's about the Lions in primetime. Uh, talked about, oh, one last thing. You know what's really, really hard? Talking, uh, explaining this. I don't watch preseason football. I will say that much. It's just cool that it's on in the background. But like explaining, again, to my lovely girlfriend, Val, explaining to women, uh, and maybe there's women football fans out there. I get it. But but for the next, you know, 17-week season, 18-week season, uh, plus the playoffs, um, for the next, we'll say, 22, 23 weekends, I'm a football guy. Actually, no longer that because NFL isn't even starting. College will start. So let's say about 25 weekends. Man, that sounds beautiful to say. 25 weekends. We'll have football in some form. But explaining like preseason football. Yeah, this doesn't. She's like, aren't you going to watch a game? I'm like, yeah, it doesn't doesn't count. It's like, how come you don't feel this way about other games during the season? Like, because this game doesn't matter. This doesn't count. Well, don't they all not matter? I'm like. It's preseason. It's not even the starters. It's not even their best players. Why wouldn't they play their best players? Ah! Listen, just be happy I'm not glued to the TV for this specific game. They play three of these. The other 18, 17, God willing, 20 that they'll play, I will be glued to the TV. But for now, I don't care about this Rams preseason game. What do you need me to dust? What do you need me to clean? I'm here for you. Whatever you need. Explaining preseason football. It's not pretty. And preseason football is like 
what? It's like to me, it's it's good, but not that. Yeah, it, it's it's cool that it's on. Preseason football is like a hamburger without a bun, lettuce wrap burger. It's probably you know, I don't know. Say preseason football is good for you, but it's good, but it's not. Eh, it's kind of you're trying. To, I don't know. Send me your thoughts. I'd love to hear from you guys. Get home safe podcast at yahoo.com or on our various social media platforms. It is 8.30. I got to run. I got to get to Real Hondo's practice. I got some great uh, Charge to Keep podcast interviews and things. Uh, send me your feedback. Let me know your thoughts on this show, either on our YouTube comments or on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, wherever I post this episode. I would love to hear from you guys or, uh, again, on our on our email. It's uh, fun to hear from the fans. I- initial thoughts. Tell me where I'm where I'm right, where I'm wrong. Uh, maybe some some thoughts you have. It's great to hear from all the audience out there. One day a week now on the Get Home Safe podcast, Thursday mornings, and uh, the Charge to Keep podcast looking like that will be on Sunday. So follow us everywhere you can, YouTube, social media, um, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, we appreciate the support, guys, and uh, this is a, a lot of fun. Good to be back, back in action. We bounced around a lot of different things today, and uh, we will do a lot more moving forward. But guys, as always, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe.